0: The Feast of the Ascension of our Lord observed, May 16th, 2021. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, as your only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, ascended into the heavens, So may we also ascend in heart and mind, and continually dwell there with him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the Feast of the Ascension of our Lord is from the second book of the Kings, the second chapter. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho came to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? So he answered, Yes, I know. Keep silent. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to the Jordan. But he said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood facing them at a distance, while the two of them stood by the Jordan. Now Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up, and struck the water. And it was divided this way and that, so that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. And so it was, when they had crossed over, that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask, what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? Elisha said, Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, You have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Then it happened, as they continued on and talked, that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen, So he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into two pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had struck the water, It was divided this way and that, and Elisha crossed over. Now when the sons of the prophets who were from Jericho saw him, they said, The spirit of Elijah rests upon Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. This is the word of the Lord. The second reading is from the book of the Acts of the Apostles, the first chapter. The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to do both and to teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them. Now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, "Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 16th chapter. Later he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, see the lord ascends in triumph conquering king in royal state riding on the clouds his chariot to his heavenly palace gate Hark, the choirs of angel voices, joyful alleluia sing, and the portals high are lifted to receive their heavenly King. Who is this that comes in glory with the trump of jubilee. Lord of battles, God of armies, he has gained the victory. He who on the cross did suffer, he who from the grave arose, He has vanquished sin and Satan. He by death has crushed his foes. While he lifts his hands in blessing, he is parted from his friends. While their eager eyes behold him, he upon the clouds ascends. He who walked with God and pleased him, preaching truth and doom to come, he, our Enoch, is translated to his everlasting home. Now our heavenly Aaron enters with his blood within the veil. Joshua now is come to Canaan, and the kings before him quail. Now he plants the tribes of Israel in their promised resting place. Now our great Elijah offers double portion of his grace. He has raised our human nature on the clouds to God's right hand. There we sit in heavenly places, There with him in glory stand. Jesus reigns, adored by angels. Man with God is on the throne. By our mighty Lord's ascension, we by faith behold our own. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Alleluia! Christ is risen! Jesus has said, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. The Lord never speaks falsehoods. It is indeed truly beneficial that the Lord's ascension take place. It is truly beneficial though the fullness of its benefit is not truly witnessed until ten days after the event, on the day of Pentecost. Nevertheless, this account from St. Mark's Gospel provides much insight into what the Ascension is and what it means for the Church. It is for the benefit of man that God descends and becomes man. It is for the benefit of man that God dies a ghastly death and rises in a glorious resurrection. Likewise, it is for man's benefit that the same incarnate God died and resurrected ascend back to the Father as glorified God and as perfected man. Truly great and unspeakable is your cause for joy on this day, along with those holy apostles. For in the sight of the holy multitude, above the dignity of all heavenly creatures, the nature of mankind itself ascended, to pass above the ranks of the angels, and to rise beyond the heights of archangels, and to have its uplifting limited by no elevation until received to sit with the eternal Father, this nature is associated upon the heavenly throne with his glory, to whose most glorious divine nature, your nature, was united in that Son. The assumption of Elijah is a type of this glorious event, though only Christ ascends to the right hand, a fulfillment of Elijah's assumption. Elijah is taken into the whirlwind, and by the whirlwind he is assumed. Yet the scriptures are clear that the whirlwind is the working of the Lord, and the prophet Nahum records that the Lord has his way in the whirlwind and in the storm and the clouds are the dust of his feet. Elijah is taken into the way of the Lord, which is none other than the Christ, and it is by this Christ that the clouds become the dust of his feet. The chariot of heaven is a necessary coach for this great prophet, for he is merely a man. He cannot attain the heights of heaven without the working of God, just as his ministry itself was worked by the hand of God, not man. Indeed, many a time did Elijah groan unto the Lord under the weight of his distresses, but it was the Lord who strengthened and enabled him to accomplish that which was the Lord's own good work. Yet Christ ascends with no aid, with no chariot, no whirlwind, and no pomp. He is the whirlwind. He is the commander of heaven's army and the leader of heaven's chariots. He who created heaven and earth ascends by his own power, and in his might he shakes the clouds as dust from his lofty beautiful, nail-pierced feet. Christ ascends to sit at the right hand of the Father, not a location, but a position of authority. The divine love of this Father and his Son is manifested to the world in him who proceeds from the both of them and is sent by Christ to bear witness until the day of resurrection. Make no mistake, When Christ departs, he does not leave his apostles, orphans, upon the earth. His bodily ascension is not the removal of himself from creation to watch its going on from high splendor in a seat of spectatorship. Rather, his ascension is an even deeper penetration of himself into his very creation, filling its entirety with his presence apart from a single locative encounter. The lordship and glorification of Christ are not temporary occurrences. They are eternal, active, energetic, as he exercises dominion appropriate to his status through the helper whom he sends. The key is in the words recorded by St. Luke. Now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. He is removed from their sight by a cloud, not by distance. Christ is not a rocket ship or a superman who ascends infinitely to a heavenly destination, the trajectory of which is obscured from sight by an untimely cloud. He ascends to the presence of the Father and a seat of authority from which he judges the world. He is removed from vision, but he is not removed from man himself. The paradox is that Christ is removed from immediate local presence, but he is dispersed for continued presence localized in the proclamation of the gospel and in the administration of the sacraments. In other words, Christ does not go away even as he goes away, for he merely departs from the sight of man the way that man desires and expects To see him. But he is still with man, and he is still working among man by his Spirit, the Paraclete, the Helper. At the beginning of creation, as Moses records, like a light breeze over this creation, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters so also in his ascension has Christ now put his apostles and with them the entire church into the hands of the Holy Spirit. It sounds like a transfer between persons because it is, a handing over from one to another. Yet it is also not because the work of the Spirit is the work of Christ, And the new hands into which man is placed at the ascension are the same old hands of Christ. For the spirit of all truth points to Christ as truth and delivers the words and works of Christ and delivers the word that is Christ to every creature. This is why the commission and the ascension go together in Mark's gospel, The evangelist is intentionally highlighting the connection between Jesus' command, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, and the work of the Spirit in enabling those men to fulfill the command, as he himself says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The Spirit given after the ascension is the same Spirit that enables Christ to work through his apostles by the transmission of Christ's own mantle in the office of the holy ministry. Signs follow those who believed, that is, the apostles themselves, the Lord working with them still by his Spirit, that through these signs the truth of his gospel might be confirmed and made known throughout the world. Even now, this same Spirit works for your benefit by the ascension of Christ. He works that you may believe, that you may be baptized, that you may receive absolution, and that you might receive strength and transformation. He works to preserve you in the faith of the Father, that you might not perish at Christ's return as one who did not believe, that is, as one who rejected aid, and as one who spurned the gifts given. The apostles cannot preach without the ascension. They cannot ordain without the ascension. They cannot have their preached word confirmed with signs and wonders, not of their own doing, but by divine work, without the ascension. Without the ascension, the church withers and dies with her disciples. Without the ascension, the gospel cannot be preached throughout the world, let alone to every creature. The commission and the ascension must go together in order that the same old and new hands into which man is placed on this day may continue to perform their salvific work for your benefit. Gaze ye then up at the heavens, and be comforted and emboldened upon the way, O Christian heart. Your Lord Jesus Christ is Lord over death, Satan, sin, righteousness, body, life, foes, and friends. What do you have to fear now? While your enemies may beat down your very door and plan to slay you, have faith, for Christ is ascended into heaven as Lord over all creatures. That means your enemies, too, must be subject to him, and therefore it is not in their power to do you any harm. And even should the Lord will that these enemies beset you and destroy you, blessed are you who gladly depart to the seat of your Lord. But nevertheless, why do you stand gazing up into heaven when your Lord has never left you? By his helper you remain in the same old but new hands, and continue to encounter Christ even as he reigns on high. May this paradox be your joy today and every day, and may it sustain you in the Lord for as long as you tread his way. Alleluia. Christ is risen. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in our Lord Christ Jesus, and for all people according to their needs. For the people of God who participate in the victory of Christ, for a holy fear and awe at the resurrection of Christ, for all fears of death and hell to be dispelled in the triumphant Lamb of heaven, and for loud shouts of praise to our God and Father for his good and gracious will. Let us pray to the Lord. For Christ's holy bride, the Church, born of water and of blood from his riven side, the new and beautiful Eve from the new and greater Adam. For a unity within the body knit together by the love and working of Christ. For all bishops and pastors, and for their faithfulness in proclaiming the death and resurrection of Christ according to apostolic tradition. And for the confession of all Christians to be steadfast and bold, even unto death, let us pray to the Lord. For Joseph, our President, Michael, our Governor, and all who serve this nation by making and upholding law and good order, for wisdom and integrity to those in power, for kindness and compassion among the peoples, and for concord among all nations, let us pray to the Lord. For an abundance of the beautiful, the good, the admirable, the true, the noble, and the excellent, for true and selfless love toward the neighbor, and for the defense and preservation of all life, let us pray to the Lord. For an end to war, bloodshed, sedition, and rebellion, for the protection of our great defender against all adversities. For mercy to those enduring want or hardship, for encouragement to the downtrodden, and for aid to the helpless, let us pray to the Lord. For all enemies and persecutors of the faith, for hearts of love and forgiveness that pray as did Christ, Father, forgive them. For the spirit of comfort to dispel all hatred and scorn, that it may not be a poison to the hearts and souls of Christians. For reconciliation among the brethren, for the return of the wayward and the erring, and for peaceable lives lived on the way, let us pray to the Lord. For the touch of the great physician in glorious risen flesh, that he would preserve and heal according to his good pleasure and the humble prayers of his people. For all in trouble, want, sickness anguish of labor peril of death or any other adversity of body or soul especially gordon sandra ramona creed christina J.C., daryl susan sherry ron barbara robert randy alva ralph and mary for comfort to those who mourn, especially the family of Noah Awater. And in thanksgiving for all new life and bodily preservation in the new hope of our Lord's return, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God and the giver of help and comfort, as you ascend on high into the kingdom of heaven in our flesh and blood, Grant that our hearts and minds may ascend with you always to be directed toward the things heavenly wherein true life and enjoyment are to be found. In your mercy and love and by your union with the Father, send forth your Spirit who proceeds from and is united with both Father and Son to deliver your touch to us in your holy word and in your blessed sacraments. Even as you reign on high, Feed us, your lowly children, who now await your return in glory, that we may be strengthened to endure this veil of tears with joy, and that we may be encouraged in the way. Hear our prayers as we make petition in your name, and as you now live and reign at the right hand with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray.